Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, October the 9th, and it's Thanksgiving Monday. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening today. Thank you also to everyone who continues to serve and work today to provide essential services in our towns and communities. People like our doctors and nurses and paramedics and pharmacists, all healthcare professionals that are working today, while many of you have families gathering and eating turkey and having turkey dinner. Also, thank you to our law enforcement, our RCMP and Town of Amherst Police, as well as our firefighters who continue to be on call and work and serve our communities. And thank you to all people that are working today to provide essential services while many people pause and take time to be gathered together as families during this Thanksgiving Monday. Thanksgiving is a weekend. It's a time to pause and be thankful for the blessings that are bestowed to us. And gratitude and thankfulness really does have the ability to change our hearts. There are and always will be problems and challenges that we all face in our lives. And when we pause to show gratitude and thankfulness for the things that we do have, it does help us to see the world through a different set of eyes and does help our hearts. I want to share with you today during my update here for Thanksgiving, a lesson that my grandmother taught me, I believe, a lesson about gratitude in my younger years. My grandmother, uh, Dorothy Melanson, she was my mother's mother, taught me a lesson on gratitude when I believe I was about eight years old. Her and my grandfather, Leon Melanson, had a cottage down at Cameron's Beach. And one morning, my grandmother and I decided to go for a drive. We were driving along the Tony Bay Road. And she started to talk to me about my mother, who had died about three years earlier. Nanny asked me if I knew how she had died. And at that age, I had never been told what caused her death. So my grandmother pulled the car over on the side of the Tony Bay Road. And she sat with me there for what seemed like a long time and told me the story about my mother, how she had found a mole that had turned black and was bleeding and how she had gone to the doctor and had it removed. And then she shared with me the journey that continued for about five years as my mother battled a cancer called melanoma. My grandmother and I talked for a long time that morning. I had so many questions as a child, and she took the time to answer each and every one of them. See, she also shared with me her own pain of losing her daughter and how she was very angry at God for a long time. And she also shared a conversation with me that she had had with her priest a couple years after my mother's death. She had told the priest how angry she was that God had taken her daughter from her. And the priest had suggested to her that when she prayed, she started to thank God for the gift of having her daughter those 28 years as my mother was only 28 years old when she passed, rather than being angry at God for taking her from this earth at the age of 28. My grandmother shared with me that that conversation changed her life, changed her perspective, as she had 
a heart of gratitude with God. She started thanking God each day for the 28 years that she had and the gift of having her daughter's life for those 28 years, rather than focusing on her being gone. My grandmother continued to miss my mom, obviously, but was once again able to find some joy in her own life. And it was all she said because of focusing on gratitude and being thankful for what she did have, that she did have 28 years with her daughter rather than what she didn't have. And this this story, this experience that I had with my grandmother, this will always stay with me as one of my greatest lessons in life on gratitude. So today in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I just wanted to share that story with you, a story from my own life. Uh, And I always think of that. I always think of that visit, that time, that conversation with my grandmother. And I, you know, I am a mother of four children and now a grandmother of little Bo. And I cannot even imagine the pain that my grandmother must have felt losing her only daughter. But yet through that pain and through the heart of gratitude, she was able to find some peace uh, with, with God. And that changed her heart. That really changed her heart. So she was an incredible woman. Those of you listening, I don't know if anyone listening would have known my grandmother from, she was from Spring Hill. Her and my grandfather lived on the corner of Kennedy and Main, Main Street in Spring Hill. And were incredible grandparents, incredible. They could not have loved Cheryl Vaughn and I anymore. Just such a great example. And I hope that I can be half of the grandmother that she was to us. And certainly she taught me a lot of great, great life lessons. And that was one of them, having a heart of gratitude. Now, most of you listening also want to hear what I've been up to as your MLA. And last week was certainly a busy week. It was an incredible week. I just, I said to my husband yesterday, it was one of the best weeks I've ever had as MLA. And we just had some uh, great progress on some of the some of the uh, areas that we've been working on with constituents. We had uh, some people that I've been working with that have some very significant challenges, and we had some breakthrough moments. And uh, there's a lot of people that my staff and I work with individually uh, that are that need assistance on a whole realm of issues. And it's very satisfying when we are able to get help for the people that need help. And it's very, very rewarding work. And obviously, there's lots more to do, but we will continue to strive towards excellence uh, in healthcare and education and in all provincial government services. And I believe when you set your goals high and continue to work and persevere, that uh, you can achieve success. But one thing I know for sure is that no one can achieve success on their own. It it is achieved through teamwork. It's achieved through working together, collaborating, and working with other like-minded people. My team and I have been preparing for the fall session of the Nova Scotia Legislature. And this involves preparing new legislation ideas as well as suggestions for amendments of current legislation. And all of this uh, work is from input and ideas from constituents, from people like yourselves, residents from Cumberland North. And so over the last month, uh, last few months, I gather people's ideas and suggestions. And then a few weeks before we go into the legislature, we 
put all of the ideas together and we work on legislative ideas for the fall session. So we've been preparing for that as well as member statements and question period and ready for debate on all the issues that are pertinent to you and I living here in Cumberland North. One very important issue that is uh, coming to my attention each and every day in my office is the lack of available housing for people. And we literally have uh, some of our seniors without a place to live. In fact, today I'm going to meet with an older couple who do not have a place to live right here in Cumberland North and are living in someone's shed. So this is it's just unbelievable that this is happening, but uh, I certainly am working with the Department of Housing to see if we can find ways of, of creating more available housing for people, as well as trying to encourage more housing development with local contractors. One of the challenges that they're facing right now are interest rates. Uh, they uh, Interest rates have gone up, which is slowing housing developments, not what we need. We need our contractors, our developers, our builders to be building more housing supply. So the interest rates that we are seeing right now in Canada and the, the mortgage rates is, are a real barrier to housing growth. However, we will continue to do everything that we can to inspire and empower our builders and contractors to build more housing here. I know there's several proposed projects here in Amherst area, and I'm really hoping that we'll see some action on those very soon. I am very thankful for the Catholic Church located here in the town of Amherst who have opened their hearts, who have opened their doors physically, literally, quite literally, to people that are homeless right now in our county. And there is a shelter that will be available 24 hours a day. We are one of the only shelters in the entire province that are open 24 hours a day. And that is because of the hearts and the hard work of our volunteers and people right here in our area, in our in Cumberland County. It's just it's so inspiring to see the hard work and the caring hearts that we have here. And I do want to say thank you to our provincial government for funding this shelter. Now, the proposals that went into the province all came from volunteers here locally, but I will say the provincial government has uh, provided the funding that we've asked for, and we are very grateful for that so that there is no reason for anyone to be out in the cold and not have a place of shelter here in our communities in Cumberland County this winter. If you know of anyone that needs a place uh, to live, uh, please contact my office and we will put, you, put them in touch with uh, housing support workers as well as the manager, the, the nurse that runs the shelter uh, and we do everything that we can obviously to find them permanent housing. But until that happens, we can ensure that they at least have a roof over their head and food in their bellies. So that is a, the number one issue right now in our area is housing, which is really a symptom also of a lack of affordability. There's people that just simply cannot afford to have a place to live. So affordability is another significant issue. And it's for people of all income levels, hardworking families that simply do not have enough money to buy groceries or uh, put in the gas in their car to get to work, as well as our seniors. Many of our seniors do not have enough money right now to pay their rent 
and heating uh, and, and utilities as well as food on their table. So that is going to be a big issue when we get back to the legislature and I'll be advocating for significant changes here in the province to make life more affordable for uh, all the residents here in Cumberland North and in Cumberland County and surrounding areas. Last week, I also continued to work on many healthcare issues, including uh, paramedics and ambulance services, lack of family physicians, lack of mental health support services. We continue to need psychiatrists here in Cumberland County, as well as a 24-hour mental health crisis team. And again, I will be continuing to advocate for that when I get back to the legislature this week. I would like to go over a few of the little projects that I was working on last week, including a project with some of our veterans. And back uh, quite a few months ago, we started working on honoring some of the North Novi Highlanders that went to battle back in 1941. There were over 300 North Nova Scotia Highlanders that marched from Amherst to DeBert, 120 kilometer trek. Now, some of it they marched and some of it they drove, but there is a road that they took back in 1941. And these soldiers marched to DeBert and then they were taken through to Halifax where they got on a ship and went over to Europe and continued to train and then participated in the war on D-Day on June the 6th on Juneau Beach. So very significant. And we want to honor this battalion by naming this Memorial Drive. So we had a gentleman from the Department of Public Works who came here to Amherst last Monday. It was his day off because it was a provincial holiday for government employees for Truth and Reconciliation Day. That he came and met with some of our veterans and myself and we planned for the signage and for this route. So I just want to say a big shout out to uh, to this team. And I'm looking forward to the day when we'll be able to unveil the signs and show everyone the work that we've been doing on this project. And last week, I also had a meeting with Public Works to discuss the needs for roads for the Cumberland North area. And that goes from the outside of the town of Amherst all the way to Malagash. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers of road here in Cumberland North. And last week, I always like to take an opportunity to drive as many of them as I'm able to so that when I have the meeting with the department heads in Halifax for Public Works, I'm able to give a very accurate description of the roads and the conditions and which ones are the highest priority. Of course, we would love to have uh, much more of a budget for our roads here in Cumberland Cumberland North and throughout Cumberland County. And like most areas of Nova Scotia, many of the local roads and back roads are not always getting the maintenance and road work that they require. And there has been certainly been a focus by the provincial government over the last number of years to invest heavily in the twinning uh, of many highways and the, the 100 series highways, which absolutely are important. But we also have a lot of need for road work on our local uh, roads throughout rural Nova Scotia. So I was able to take some time to assess our roads and had a meeting in Halifax on Friday with the department heads to review um, all of the roads that need road work and, and give them the list of the priority roads for our area. So I'm looking forward to next summer seeing some significant work done in our area. There is scheduled work for Trunk 6, which has needed work for uh, a couple of years now. 
So I'm looking forward. They have told me that there is work planned for Trunk 6 next summer, as well as the storm drains, the storm sewer in Pugwash is in the capital plan to be replaced next summer as well. And that's a very significant uh, project, a significant investment for our area as well. Last week, I notarized several documents. And just a reminder to anyone listening, if you ever have any documents that need notarizing, it is a service that I can provide free of charge as your MLA for Cumberland North. And if you need a document notarized, just contact my office and Dan will arrange a a time that we can do that. So my office phone number is 902-661-2288. Last week, I was invited to join a celebration out at Compass Minerals, which is one of our salt companies here in Cumberland County, out on Smith Road. It was such an honor to be the guest speaker for this very special celebration, where they were celebrating a $10 million investment into this salt plant. And I was able to meet many of the employees existing as well as former employees that came back to celebrate on this day. And it's quite an incredible company. It's been in place here in Cumberland since 1947. And they've in the company has invested over $10 million in the infrastructure to increase their production and capacity for producing salt right here. And we know the brand name, of course, is Sifto Salt, but the company that owns the plant is called Compass Minerals. I want to say thank you for the invitation to Compass Minerals for being able to participate in such a special day. And also to say thank you for this investment. We always love to see significant financial investment into businesses here in our area. Uh, In speaking with many of the employees, it's very evident that this is a good company, solid company that appreciates and values their employees. We had several employees that are second or third generation uh, family members working at this plant, and they speak very, very highly of the business and of the plant. So big shout out to one of our very own successful businesses here in Cumberland County, producing Sifto Salt at Compass Minerals out on the Smith Road. Big congratulations to them. Last week, I also had the honor of going out and having a tour of the newest construction out at Fox Harbor Resort and Spa, located in Fox Harbor here in Cumberland County. It's just an incredible business. We're so proud of the work that's being done there at Fox Harbor right now. Significant, significant development there. And they're looking at actually over $100 million of investment It's incredible. Over $100 million of money being invested into that uh, resort uh, now and over the next few years. And this involves a new 18-hole golf course, along with construction of 179 new housing units. This is monumental, monumental undertaking, and it comes with substantial, significant investment, totaling well over $100 million. This financial commitment holds immense significance for our community. Currently, Fox Harbor directly employs 264 individuals, a number projected to soar to over 400 once the expansion is successfully completed. So I just want to say thank you and extend my heartfelt gratitude to Stephen Joyce and the entire Joyce family for their unwavering dedication and investment to our community's growth and prosperity right here in Cumberland County. 
Another event that I had last week was a town hall meeting with the residents of Heather Beach. We held this meeting at the Linden Community Hall and we had a very good turnout and we had a great discussion with the residents of Heather Beach around some of their concerns that they had been bringing to me, which would include the road, the condition of the road, the condition of the provincial park, and ideas for improvement for both. We also discussed other issues, such as lack of internet and cell phone service, and some of the other challenges that residents have faced in that area. So we had started a plan and look forward to holding more meetings with the residents of Heather Beach. And uh, it's going to be very exciting. I believe that the Heather Beach area is going to have a very strong and prosperous future. We have some great people that live there. It's very, very heavily populated and a lot of taxpayers live in that area. If you're listening and would like me to come to your community and have a town hall meeting, just reach out to my office. I'd be happy to do so. I love meeting with constituents and discussing what some of the challenges are and coming up with ideas and solutions and a vision for a stronger and brighter future for communities. So please reach out to my office if you're interested in me coming to your area. My phone number is 902-661-2288. The next few weeks will be very busy as I will be in Halifax for the Nova Scotia House of Assembly for the fall session. Certainly call my office if there's anything that I can do to assist you with and my staff will contact me. We communicate uh, on an ongoing basis when I have to be in Halifax for the legislature. Again, my office phone number is 902-661-2288. And you can email me anytime as well. It's Elizabeth period Smith hyphen McCrossan at novascotia.ca. So Thursday at one o'clock, the fall session of the Nova Scotia legislature does resume. I'm really looking forward to being there and working on your behalf and bringing the voices from the people of Cumberland North to the Nova Scotia House of Assembly. I will share with you, I am going into the fall session with some apprehension. You may recall back in the spring session of the legislature, one of the MLAs, uh, Carla McFarlane, did table a notice of motion to actually have me removed as the MLA from Cumberland North from the legislature. It was highly undemocratic and unconstitutional. And thankfully, when Carla McFarland tabled this notice of motion, the opposition members did vote against the notice of motion to have me removed. What this meant is that this notice of motion then was left on the order paper and could be called for debate and voting two days later. There was some backlash And because of that, the premier did tell the media that they were not planning to call the notice of motion for a vote. The liberals tabled their own notice of motion asking for the government to remove this resolution. It was resolution number 598 to remove that from the order paper calling for my removal. Unfortunately, the government did not remove that notice of motion as the Liberals had requested. What that means is that there is a notice of motion that sits on the order paper that can be called any single day that the legislature is in session. And because the PCs have a majority government, they could simply vote to have me removed, even though I was democratically elected by the people of Cumberland North. 
This is highly unusual, and when it happened, I was contacted by constitutional lawyers from across the country saying what is happening and offered their assistance and their expertise to help me through this journey. As a result of the advice that I was given, I did file an order in court to challenge this notice of motion to have it removed from the order paper. And this has been in the courts since the spring, but unfortunately continues to be delayed um, in our court system. So I'm going back to the legislature on Thursday, and this notice of motion continues to sit on the order paper. So it is a form of intimidation and threat, some would consider. As each day that I go to work, I am wondering, is this the day that the government will decide they are going to call that notice of motion, vote, and have me removed as your MLA. Of course, there's also been some changes that the Premier's made to his cabinet, and these changes include nominating Carla McFarlane to become the Speaker of the House. Carla McFarlane, of course, was the MLA that tabled the motion, the notice of motion, Resolution 598, to have me removed in the spring session. Certainly, it's going to be an interesting fall session, and I just want all of my constituents to know the situation that I'm going into. I am hopeful that true democracy will be upheld and that I will be allowed and able to do my job as your MLA, to represent you, to bring your voices to the Nova Scotia legislature without the fear of threat and intimidation. My mission as your MLA for Cumberland North continues to be to represent you, the people of Cumberland North. I believe you deserve to have your voices heard based on the principles of democracy, building on the foundation that is truth and justice. And I am determined and dedicated to ensure I will not waver in the principles of truth and justice. I will continue to be an honest servant leader with the goal of empowering all people here in Cumberland North. And I believe that if we build on the strength of our veterans that came before us and served this great country and stand on the four pillars of excellence in healthcare, affordability, focusing on our children and their education, as well as entrepreneurship in our economy, that we can build a stronger, vibrant community here in Cumberland North and throughout all of Nova Scotia in the Maritimes. And we'll continue to work on other important work, such as maritime collaboration, protection of our Shignecto Isthmus, as well as truth and justice for victims of sexual assault and family violence as well. On this Thanksgiving Monday, I encourage each and every one of you to continue to grow in strength and take care of yourself, body, mind, and spirit, and always look for ways to serve others in our community. Be outward focused and always looking for ways to help others and continue to build a stronger and healthier Cumberland North, one person at a time. A big shout out to anyone celebrating a birthday or anniversary today and every day this week, as well as sending my condolences and my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one at this time. Take care of yourself, take care of others, and have a great week. Thank you to CFTA 107.9 and everyone there for their service to our community.